Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Dukoya, the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shape on your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Amen. First Samuel chapter 17. Glory be to God in heaven. Somebody say with me. Say, we are unstoppable. Yeah, I didn't say it like I thought you would say it. Say, we are unstoppable. We are the redeemed of the Lord. We are the cities on a hill. We can never be obscured. In the name of Jesus. Say, we reign in life as kings. And the blood of Jesus is always enough for us. Say it again. We are unstoppable. You know what that translates to? No man shall be able to stand against you. Stand against me. Stand against us. All the days of our lives, we give God all the glory. First Samuel chapter 17. I want to read a verse to start this. Actually, the, I have two ways. The rise of champions. But I've labeled this one God's champions. Amen. Verse 27. 29. And David said, verse 29, 1 Samuel 17, 29. And David said, What have I done now? Is there not a cause? Wow. That's the much I will take for our, for our opening texts. Hey, what have I done now? Is there not a cause? You say, what about that passage? When there is a cause, the champion emerges. You don't see a champion until there is a cause. You say, really? Yes. If Jericho was not about to be destroyed, you would never have known that Deborah was the champion. Sorry, Rahab was the champion. You would never have known. But you see, within the context of the scripture, there was trouble. So that gets me to say the second thing too. Crisis reveals the champion. But remember I've come to tell someone here, you are God's champion. Uh-huh. Glory be to God in the highest. I say glory be to God in the highest. Tell your neighbor, say I'm, I'm, a, I'm a champion. For God. Glory be to God in the highest. I'm God's champion. Now, why is there, why will he say, what have I done now? So, it, it takes us to go straight into the context of this, then we can take it from there. Uh, verse 1, if I can rush quickly because I'm watching the time, so that we can all be on the same page. The Philistines gathered their armies together to battle and were gathered as Soko. Uh, which belongs to Judah. You see, they gathered on the territory of the covenant children of God. So they were coming in an assault. They were coming to capture territories. They were coming to dispossess. Oh, that's what the enemy does. To steal, to kill, to destroy. Uh, 
They encamped between Shoko and Azekar in Ephesdamin. And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together. And they encamped in the valley of Elah and drew up in battle array against the Philistines. Usually, the way it's been through history, and even up until now, though you won't see President Trump lead the battle physically, but he leads it anyhow. If you will fight anywhere in the world, all he has to do is to give a word. And there's a marching order. So he's still listening to battle. But in those days, you will physically manifest and lead your team right there. So Saul had to defend the territory with the armies of Israel. Glory be to God in the highest. Yeah, so and they encamped there. The Philistines stood on the mountain on one side, and Israel stood on the mountain on the other side. Watch the oh, glory be to God in the highest. So Israel stood in their space, as it were, and the enemy stood in their space, as it were. But that space was a stolen space. It was the space of Judah. But they stood in their space. So we have the we have the Israelites, we have the Philistines, and there was a space in between. Glory be to God in the highest. Tell somebody I'm God's champion. Glory be to God in the highest. Ah, so there was a valley in between. And a champion went out from the camp of the Philistines. Named Goliath from God, whose height was, you know. Uh, next line. He had a bruise of helmet of his own head and he was armed with a coat of mail and the weight of his coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze. Next line. And he had bronze armor on his legs and the bronze that lay between his shoulders. Yes. Now the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam and his iron spearhead weighed 600 shekels and the sheep bearer went before him. Always intimidating. Let me tell you something about the devil. He comes to the facade to intimidate. It's not like he looks. Greater is he that is in. You are much more dangerous <laughs> than you can imagine. Okay. Then he stood and cried out. Look at verse 8. He stood and cried out to the armies of Israel and said to them, Why have you come out to line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine? And you, the servants of Saul, that's what in the scripture man we said, Saul was the appointment. Okay. Choose a man for yourselves and let him come down to me. There is, I mean, if he's able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and servants. Hallelujah. So it's the battle of champions. And life is the battle of champions. Is it that your champion wins or their champion wins? If their champion wins, you are a slave. In the Garden of Eden, their champion won. And before then, you were the champion. In Adam, we were the champion. But in the Garden of Eden, Adam lost. And we all became slaves. Until Jesus, our champion, manifested on this on this scene. And he defeated the devil, made captivity captives. And today we are the champions. You got the gist of where we're going. Alright. And the first he said, I defy the armies of Israel.
Israel on this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. Glory be to God in the highest. When Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistines, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Uh, now David was the son of Ephratite, uh, of that Ephratite of Bethlehem, Judah, whose name was Jesse, and who had eight sons. And the man was old, advancing years in the days of Saul. Uh, the three oldest sons, Jesse, of Jesse had gone to follow. They were in the army. And the names of the three sons who went to battle were Eliab, the firstborn, next Abinad, Dab, and of course Shammai, Eliab, Abinadab, and Shammai. David was the youngest and the three oldest followed Saul. Uh, but David occasionally went and returned from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. Uh, yes, and the Philistines drew near and presented himself 40 days. Morning and evening. Then Jesus said to his son, David, take now for your brothers an effort of this dried grain and this thing. Okay, yeah, 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 to the brothers, yes. Uh, and carry these ten cheeses to the captain of their thousands, thousands and see your brothers, where, um, how your brothers fare, and bring back news to me. Yeah. Now Saul and they and all the men were in the valley of Elah fighting with the Philistines. Yes. So David rose early in the morning, left the ship. Okay, yes, yes. And he came to the camp as the army was going out to fight and shouting for battle. They were going out to fight and shouting for battle. Okay. For Israel and the Philistines had drawn up in battle array, army against army. Yes, yes, yes. And David left his supplies in the hand of a supply keeper, ran into the army and came to greet his brothers. Yes, yes. Then as he talked with them there was the champion. Everybody say champion. All right. The Philistines of God, Goliath by name, came out from the armies of the Philistines and they spoke according to the same words. So David heard them. Okay. Hallelujah. And all the men of Israel, when they saw this man, fled from him and were dreadfully afraid. Yes. So the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man who has come up? Surely he has come up to defy Israel. And it shall be that the man who kills, the king, who kills him, the king, will enrich with great riches and will give him his daughter and give his father's house exemption from taxes in Israel. Yes. Then David spoke to the man who stood by him, saying, What shall be done for the man who kills this Philistines? And takes away the reproach from Israel. For who is this uncircumcised Philistines that he should defy the armies of the living God? Uh, all the people answered him in the same manner saying, so shall it be done for the man who kills him? Yes. Uh, now Eliab, his oldest brother, heard when he spoke to the man that Eliab's anger was aroused. He was angry against David. And he said, why did you come down here? And with whom have you left those few sheep? There were no few, by the way. In the wilderness. I know your pride and the insolence of your heart for you have come down here to see the battle come on come on and David said what have I done now is there not a cause so now that brings you to speed on the issue it was a battle but some things came out so clearly here by the grace of God let's Look at the verse that led to this immediately. The insolence of your heart. You just like to see. I know you don't feel comfortable not being part of what is happening. What is wrong with you? And I was like, wait a minute. Is there not a cause? At that time, the man came bellowing again. But again, I want you to see something. They said that they were all going for war. 
and they were shouting, they were shouting, the camp kind of psyching themselves up as it were. Then Goliath came out and shouted, Hey, give me a man. All their shouting stopped. All their running stopped. All their bragging stopped. They fled, including Saul. Why? Because a champion had emerged from there. You know, the definition of champion, I try to look at it in the Hebrew, and I try to look at it in the, in, 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 uh, from the Hebrew mind, actually, as a matter of fact, and from the dictionary, I look at it from the dictionary, actually, Hebrew dictionary and the Bible dictionary. It says, the man that occupies two spaces. He leaves the space and steps into the free space. So what he's saying is that, if you, ca- if, if, if you can, dare, come here. If you don't come, he's captured that place and he's coming for more. The next thing will be for you to retreat. You will take more. And then you will take more. So they, they describe the champion as the man that occupies two spaces. Every other person occupies one space. The armies of Israel. The armies of the Philistines. But the champion would dare. Say, I am the champion of the Philistines. You give me a man. So the first man to come out from the other side will be the appointed man. Then that means that you're going to take me on one-on-one. Wasn't that what the devil did? He came bragging as it were until Jesus came out on the scene. The Bible said when he appeared in hell, they thought it would be like any other man that had come down to hell. But guess what? They were in a retreat immediately. He had occupied the second space. The champion had emerged. Is there not a cause? It's because there is, if there is no reason, you won't see the champion. See, the champion will always be amongst you. But until there is a cause. Everybody will look equal until there is a cause. I'm here to address the champion. ask a question. What would have happened if the Philistine didn't come out at that time that David was there? He would have just come in and hey, 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 and brought out the cheese and the, and the bread and the milk and he just, you know, and would have come back on his own just carrying the sling and then just running away as usual. But you see, the Philistine came out. That brings me to one very good point here. The champion is made in secrecy. In obscurity, but is revealed in the public. And that brings me to another point. The champions don't make themselves. God makes champions. This is for you. This is for you. This is for you. Glory be to God in the highest. I say glory be to God in the highest. I say glory be to God in the highest. Amen and amen. You see, until crisis, everybody look the same. Everybody looks exactly the same. And then the manifestation of the champion, as it were, is not because I want to impress you. Which is what most of us do. Even in ministry. It's not because I want to 
supersede your achievement, which is what most of us do, even in ministry. We are very competitive. So I must do something better than he's doing so that I can be popular. No. It is crisis that stinks the champion to jump it up. He does not get up for the sake of getting up. He does not get up to be seen or to impress. I wrote here. He gets up to, def- to defend a cause or a people. The champion does not compete. Let me just leave it and pick it from another angle and tie it together. I say the champion is never self-made. He is made by God. But how does God make the champion? Before you are born. Really? Yes. Pastor, if that's the case, then why are you talking? Because there are many who are made before they were born, but they never lived up to it in their lifetime. It will always be subject to your choices. But that God has done it that way, or has made it that way, or it's not in doubt. And I'll prove it in a minute. Let us make man in our image after our likeness and let him have what? That sounds like a champion to me. I say, in making you, he made champions. Yeah, that's what the Bible, that's what it tells me. In creating you, he created champions. Praise the Lord. I say, praise Jesus. So given that we lost it in Adam, come on, all right. Uh, Is that right? Come on, talk to me, is that right? Oh, maybe I should remind you quickly. In Romans chapter 5, I believe in verse 17. Can you, can you, can you let me flash it there quickly? I, I believe I got it right. Shall we read together? If by the one man's offense, come on, everybody, death reigned through the one, the champion, uh, uh, much more, those who receive their abundance, I can hear you. What will happen to those who receive the abundance of grace? Much more, that is, much more, much more. If the effect of Adam's failure could be this devastating, much more the effect of Jesus Christ. Much more. They are not equal. They are not equal. They are not the same. Much more. And then what are much more? Much more. Those who receive the abundance of grace and the gifts of righteousness. What will they do? I can hear you. Say reign in life. Say again. Reign in life. As what? Through the one Jesus Christ. Once he will reign in life as kings, through the one Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So I'm talking to champions. I'm talking to kings. Come on. Hello, 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 hello. Glory be to God in the highest. I say glory be to God in the highest. So, I, so we can as well just go ahead and just lay it plain on the table. For everyone who is born again, a king is made. A champion is made. So by creation, God made you a champion. By the creation, he made you a champion. So, how come? Because knowledge is key. You need to know. I need to know. Hallelujah. Let me buttress the points I just made quickly. 
Uh, Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5. Quick, 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 quick. Help me, help me, help me. Hallelujah. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5. Shall we read together, everybody? Before. Who, is, who was speaking here? Uh, who was he speaking to? Uh, no, no, no. I mean, in the context. Jeremiah. Jeremiah. And by inference, of course, me. Yeah, because this is how, what we are seeing here, we are looking at God's character. What I'm saying, in effect, is that God makes champions. That's what he does. That's just him. Yeah. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Shall we, read, shall we continue? Before you were born, I, that is, I separated you. And I did what? I ordained you as what? He made you a champion before you were conceived. When nobody knew you would ever exist, he has seen you. He is the creator. And he knew what he was about to create. He will create a champion. So, don't, don't begin to fret right now, Jeremiah. I begin to wonder. I made you for this. Yeah. Can you see now that before you were born, oh, I feel the fire. Amen. Uh, just chill to prove that, as it were. God help me. Isaiah 49, verse 1. Okay. 49, verse 1. Listen, O coastland. This was Isaiah prophesying. Listen, O coastland, to me. To who? God was speaking through Isaiah to me. So if I'm speaking for God and I say me, it's not because I'm trying to compete. I'm sounding like I heard. And the spirit speaking through me, you know that he is the one calling and beckoning to you. So listen to, to me and take heed, you people from afar. The Lord has what? From where? So who is the me there? Was God born? Encourage Jesus speaking there. The Lord has called me from the womb, from the matrix. Come on, help me, church. You are too quiet for me. Maybe I should change my topic. From where did He call you? From the womb, from the matrix of your mother, before you even knew you existed, before you yourself knew you existed, He had a Hallelujah. Of my mother, he has made mention of my name. Look at verse 5. Hallelujah. And now the Lord says, come on, everybody read with me. Who formed me from where? The womb to be what? His. Okay. To bring Jacob back to him so that Israel is gathered to him. For I shall be glorious in the eyes of the Lord and my God shall be masked. Now listen to me. Many years ago, I can't remember the year, uh, Tell husband came to Nigeria and he was at the instance of Papa Idahosa. How long ago did he pass now? Has it? 
20 years. So probably somewhere between 21 and 25 years ago, or 27 years ago, he was here. And it was such a celebrated visit, as it were. I felt I should be there, but I couldn't go. So I sent one of the young men working with me, who came from Benin. I said, you do me a favor. Just go right to the tape ministry and give me all the tapes. I want to hear something from this man. I've been looking at his books, I've been, you know. And so he went, and he came back. And one message, one scripture that he quoted throughout, and it was showing, revealing the secret of his ministry. He spoke of how he had gone to India with his wife, and how he had been withstood by the powers in India. They, you know, they are very, very fetish. They, are, they have, I don't know how many gods. Is it hundreds or thousands of gods? There are many gods which they worship. For example, one of their gods is, is, is symbolized by a cow, so they don't eat cows. So they brought this, and I slotted it in. The first tape was Kesa tape, and the message, what he started preaching, he said they are going to India really, they had withstood him, they countered, and they came back crying with his wife. He shut himself up and started talking to God, and then they went back. And when they went back, the girls bowed. And that was the beginning of an unusual ministry till the end of his life. His ministry was followed by unusual miracles and deliver. Incredible. He only needed to appear in a place. The powers that be will begin to react all over. They don't need to see him physically. And one scripture said, listen to me or he goes loud. And he taught in that class. And he taught in that seminar. And he taught it throughout the whole week in different ways. He said, when you know who you are, you will declare, listen to me. I've been ordained from my mother's womb to proclaim. I feel the fire. When you start to know that you are a champion, you will be bold to declare. The scripture. It's not maybe or not maybe. No. Declare. All coastlands. He formed for his mother, mother's, mother's womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him so that Israel is gathered to him. Now, why am I saying this? I won't. Just trying to bring out the fact that it's from the womb. Praise the Lord. Maybe one or two scriptures in the area of recreation. Acts of the night. Can I quickly just flash it there? Let me just read something. Listen to me and listen well. So you can have scriptures to pray for me. That let every coastland listen to him when he opens his mouth. Hallelujah. See, then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the, you'll be fast now, disciples of the Lord went to the high priests and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus so that he found, uh, if he found any who were on the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Yes, and as he journeyed, he came near Damascus and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Yes, then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. It's hard for you to kick against the God. So he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what do you want? God does not accost you for nothing. 
No, he has no time to waste. Uh -uh. He does not intervene in your life for nothing. They champion. <laughs> it's because he's trying to call you attention to who he has made you. Then the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and you'll be told what you must do. And the man who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing the voice, but seeing no one. Then Saul arose from the ground, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no one. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was three days without sight, and neither ate nor drink. Or nothing nor drank. Now, there was a certain disciple of Damascus named Ananias, and to him the Lord said in the See, when we say vision, what of knowledge, what of uh, wisdom, we're not talking in the abstract. I hear people's testimonies, how they begin to realize who they are and they get into the word and begin to declare to them, say, this is who I am after all. God gets them into the gifts of the spirit and they begin to see the root of their problem and boom, they challenged it. The testimonies. I've heard them many here. Many! Christianity is practical. All these gifts we say we read, it's not just for Bible school. No! It's for your use on a daily basis. Apply it in your marriage, in your health. Apply it in your daily interaction with people, human beings. I feel the fire now. The worst thing you can do for yourself is to pity yourself. And the worst thing you can do for yourself is to think that you can never attend to what God is saying of you so you will be like other people. No! Hallelujah anyhow. Never, never let the devil put you down. Okay. In a vision, Ananias, he said, here I am, Lord. He showed him in a vision. So the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street called Street, and inquire in the house of Judas, for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he is praying. <laughs> His eyes on the spot. He knows what you are doing right now. He knows what I think he knows. Hey! He knows at any time, see what I'm thinking, what I'm saying, what I'm doing. He knows. I can't fake him. I can't. I may pretend like I am, but I can't. And eventually, I seen a man named God showed them the last in a vision. See, saw that I confronted just a few hours ago in a vision. God only shows vision to great pastors and apostles and prophets on real okay. That's the problem. Which prophet on real okay? The gift of the Spirit is for all of us to benefit from. That's the Bible. All of us. You can mortgage your own and wait for a prophet to real when they don't have the power, they will use means. When God is speaking to you, you are not ready to listen. Somebody say, I'm a child of God. I can hear you. Say it again. Say it again. If you are not born again, I understand your fears. But you can give your life before you go today. But if you are born again, say it like committed, I'm a child of God. How many of you have children? Your children, you carry, you run around, and you don't talk to them. Of course you talk to them. God is ever talking to you. Yeah. Please don't super spiritualize things when easily you can get. You can, see, you have overcome them. You are a victor and overcomer. 
Hallelujah. They chomp. He has seen a man in my eyes coming in and putting his hand on him in the vision. <laughs> on him. Yeah, no, no. So that he might receive his sight, yes. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much harm he has done to, this, to your saints in Jerusalem. And, and here he has authority from the chief priests uh, to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, shall we read together? For he is what? Hey, who makes champions? Is a chosen vessel of mine to be a man named before the Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. What God will say that? Listen to me, guys. Ananias, hear me well. You are my child. You are my minister. You are on, my, you are, you are, you are on an assignment for the kingdom and for me. But hear me. The assignment this guy has for me, you cannot carry it out. Go. Now, if God never spoke to Ananias that way, Ananias and many like him, we we'll believe in and believing in false paradise. We are the people who are born again. We know each more than everybody. Don't mind them, they are all going to hell. Hey! Keep quiet, you don't know. Do you know where God met him? Do you know where she met God? We live judging people, and yet Jesus never judged anybody. There's no power in that church. They don't pray. You know, uh, how can you be this deceived? Do you know where they meet God? Champions don't compete. They face their assignment. <laughs> Glory be to God in the highest. Enjoy his champion by what where you see him. The day of reckoning is coming, the day of revelation is about to hit. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my sake. I think I'll, that's the much I will take there. I just wanted you to see that one. So now, simply put, uh, see, when David was wrestling with sheep, I mean, with lions and with bears in the wilderness, nobody was there. When David would give God all the glory and worship him alone, he formed the only choir in that wilderness that God could hear on earth from the wilderness. Nobody knew. When he will be grateful for little victories, nobody knew. When he will be challenged, just cannot challenge. When only him will have to face the lion. Because if I don't deal with the lion, by the time I deal with one, two, three other lions, we know that it's a place not to come. So by the time he threw himself at it and wrestled between the jaws of a lion and caught it, nobody knew. It was not impressing anybody. Let me tell you this quickly. The worst fight of your life will not be fought in public. It will not even be fought in the church, in the assembly of the people. It will be fought alone, you and the devil. When Saul had this encounter with God, 
They said others were there. They were hearing voice and they were wondering, what is this? In one place, he said, they heard, they never understood. In one place, he said, they heard, they never saw, anyway, in different places. But the message was for him. He said, what will you have me to do? He said, what will you have us to do? You see, in leadership, we say, we, us. But when it comes to your work with the master, it is I, me. Take responsibility for your life. And stop saying, it's so with everybody. God is not talking about everybody. He's talking about you. this. From that obscurity when they have been prepared God will orchestrate a circumstance when the champion will come out. In the case of David, take the food there and it was at the same time Goliath came when he heard, he said, no I can't let it go. The first time he heard, he thought King Saul, the champion of Israel, will manifest. He did it. He ran. He looked for the mighty man. They all fled after their king. And he heard this man speaking and speaking and boasting and blasting and defying the armies of Israel. He got to say, no, I can't take this anymore. No. That's the reason. Goliath was killed. Before he went, the king said, you are not able to go. You are a young man. He said, sir, I wrestled the bear. I wrestled the lion. I rescued the kid from the jaws of the lion. The same God that saw me through will see me through this one. Said so this one is not circumcised. I have the covenant of God. I have the blood of the everlasting covenant behind. I have the promise of the covenant behind. Okay. Let me. Same thing we saw. If I was the Jews that were trying to kill him, they couldn't just believe it. So much for that. Now you can appreciate why Paul would say, since the day I heard of your faith, <laughs> I cease not to give thanks for you. I thank of course many more champions have been made. When I heard that you're born again, I said God has more champions. Now the question is this, do the champions know they are champions? And that's why I never stop praying for you that God will open your eyes to see, to know the purpose, the reason for which he has called you. That will open your eyes to see and begin to realize how much of a treasure you are in the hands of God. That will open your eyes to see and that you may begin to experience in your physical life the unusual, the insurpassable, unsurpassable, incomparable What's the third one? Yeah, at least three words. Power of God in you and for you. You are a champion. The arsenal of heaven are behind you. The word of God, the spirit of God, the blood of Jesus. You are a covenant child of God. The promises are there for you. You cannot fail. You see why he prayed that prayer all the time? 
And by the time he's praying for you in chapter 3, he says that you may have be filled with all the fullness of God. And so I come to a place where you know that he's able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond what your small mind can even think. Then stop there. He now says, recognize the times we are in. They are not friendly. So you be wise. Be filled at all time with the Spirit. You know what he's saying? This is the time of your manifestation. How did Paul do it? Time will not permit me. Everywhere, he would, what I say, to the Romans, to the Galatians, or before the council, he said, God chose me for my mother's womb. He reminded him all the time, and he rehearsed it all the time, and he spoke it out. I'm a champion. Let the champion get up. Uh, champion by the blood. Champion by the word. Champion by the spirit of God. Any champion in the house, let me hear a big shout of victory in the house. Come on, let me hear a big shout of victory. You're a champion over sickness. You are a champion over poverty. You are a champion over sin. You are a champion over fear. You are a champion over failure. You are God's champion. You stand to defend the cause of the kingdom and to defend the people of God. Shout out, my champion! We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Tai would require. Please contact us at the Fountain of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries, Off Town Planning Way, Ilukoju, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you. God bless you.